My name is Ayanda Pilasande Lefatola and I will be your host. So in this week's episode, I have the privilege of having a conversation with one of my favorite people. She's very calm, a very composed lady. She's well-spoken and she laughs like a queen. Her name is Asanda Mzama. Hello, Asanda. How are you doing? Hi, Ayanda. I'm doing very well. How are you, my sister? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for agreeing to have a conversation with me. And before I let you introduce yourself, let me just give a brief background on how you and I met. Um, so Asanda and I were Bible college students and we spent two years at the school, but like we never had conversation. So last year, which was like at the end of our la- at the at our second year, literally the last day, like when we wrote our last exam, <laughs> we both were waiting for people to finish writing. And, you know, we just started having a conversation and things have just been beautiful from that day onwards. So, yeah, you know, she has such a warm and loving smile. I was just drawn to her. She has such a beautiful heart, you know, and she hails from the closet tribe. <laughs> But let me just let her tell us more about who she really is. Asanda, do you, may you please just tell us who you are? Oh, thank you so much for that amazing introduction, Ayanda. <laughs> and you know, I always think about how we had the whole year together. Um, I think we did second year together. And we yes. only meet on the last day. And I'm like, why haven't I gotten to know this amazing lady already? <laughs> um, Imagine. I'm, I'm very excited that we did meet. Um, and yeah. So like you've already mentioned, my name is Asanda Mzamo. I am from the Eastern Cape in a small town called Montre. Um, okay. But I spent most of my life here in Johannesburg um, from primary school years, high school, all through to varsity and now work um, and I work for one of South Africa's big banks and I'm in okay. the IT um, industry. Awesome. Um, yes. And <laughs> I specialize in data analytics and yeah, other than that, um, other than work, I'm a young adult leader at my church. Awesome. And, um, I'm a friend, I'm a sister, I am a daughter and yeah, a cousin. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So how long were you at the Eastern Cape for? I think only during my development years did I stay okay. in the Eastern Cape. Um, okay. And then from about the age of uh, six, seven, then it was okay. up and down between Johannesburg and the Eastern Cape. But majority of the time, definitely here in Johannesburg. Yes. So I'm, I'm basically a job girl. I think I should just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think let's just settle it right now. I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then could you just tell us like what kind of a child were you? Uh, if you have any memories that you remember of yourself, you know, how were you growing up as a child? Either... Eastern Cape or here, anything that you might like to share with us? Mm, I think I remember myself being a very reserved and shy and quiet child, um, which wow. uh, is, it's surprising because I'm a complete opposite <laughs> of that now. <laughs> totally. Thank God. Thank God for that. Um, <laughs> yes, but I think that mostly came from the fact that I was an only child from my mother's side so I was um, majority of the time I was just by myself 
and you know with the elders obviously but okay. um just growing up i never had people my age around me and that definitely contributed to me being shy and all of that okay. um and i remember looking forward to spending time uh with my cousins during the holidays and mm. you know that would be my most favorite time because that's when i got to be around people my age and got to play and did all sorts of things so yeah that's that's pretty much me as a child um, okay shy reserved and yeah sure that's interesting actually because you know like i loved earlier that that's not what i am getting from you yeah. you are <laughs> Yeah. the lord the lord definitely <laughs> delivered me from hallelujah, that hallelujah hallelujah you know how people always say oh it must be nice being an only child you get spoiled you you get everything you want but it can get very lonely it can get very okay, very yeah <laughs> no i can imagine i can i mean there's uh, different extremes because i am the first born um with both my parents but we have an older brother that we didn't live with um yeah. i have four younger sisters so we grew up it's all four five of us and the noise is <laughs> i can just imagine <laughs> we were never lonely we were never lonely it was always so noisy and all of that but yeah anyway i'm interested in the transition between then you know the asanda then that was reserved that was shy and stuff and now mm. what when did the change happen and and how did it happen sure i think the change definitely came when i was about to start varsity so imagine i was i was a short-lived and quiet person for a whole 18 years <laughs> good lord <laughs> um Yo. but now there came a time whereby being shy and reserved wasn't helping me because now i had okay. to have i had to have like serious conversations with people from um either in university or people that were working already oh um, yeah in order to get career advice and just basically um, make myself known you know network okay um, yeah yes and and all of that so i just had to decide you know am i going to carry on like this and not be able to speak to people or am i going to work on like snapping out of it so now I'm starting yeah. to read um articles on networking just to get tips you know how how do you do this how do you do this talking to people oh babe? yeah how does it yeah. work <laughs> um, <laughs> and i remember reading one line it's a very simple line that i read from an article but i feel like it liberated me so much because okay i always i think the biggest challenge was the fact that i felt inferior you know when i when it came okay. to speaking to people or speaking to people in authority and all of that so okay that line that i read from that article was like oh whenever you feel scared to speak to anyone or anyone in authority just remember they're exactly the same as you and oh like, wow mm-hmm. that is so interesting so i think i just took that and ran with it that wow. you know whenever you relate to people um you relate to them at a human level you know before the, the position level. that they hold exactly before whatever position of authority that they use i mean sorry that sure. they hold so yeah. i just that yeah that hit home for me then so whenever Good. i i approach the person i remember they're a human being just like me and they probably have their own insecurities and their own insecurities exactly. as well you know 
So just keeping oh. all of that in mind that they're as scared, they're probably as shy or something like that. Um, yeah. It helped me to just um, break ground. And honestly, it helped me. Then it was a huge transformation. Wow, and I just that's... I just wanted to speak to everybody now. And <laughs> I think, I don't know how we met. I think we just hit it off. But I'm, yeah. mostly, I'm, I'm mostly like that with, with people I meet for the first time. And then it feels like I've known them forever. I'm going to yeah. be in uh-huh. your face now. <laughs> with a sign that, what's your name? <laughs> so yeah, that's, that was the shift that really happened um, when I was about to start Varsity. And also me intentionally wanting to snap out of that because I could see that it wasn't helping me in any way. So I okay. had to let it go, y'all. Sure. So so you had to be intentional about it and then you had to let go of it. Absolutely. Because it, it wasn't serving you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean I can I can just imagine, you know, the nerves. Already if for example I'm going for an interview or something and mm. I talk. I usually talk. I don't have issues. But imagine you know oh, oh and I experience nerves. You know, mm. imagine somebody that's shy that exactly. is you know, it must be very painful because then you miss a lot of opportunities because you can't really express yourself all the time in writing. You mm. have to, especially if God has given you like a voice and you have to talk. So Absolutely. I like what you're saying. I like what you're saying because it can help someone else as well who's also stuck in the same thing to be intentional about getting out. And I'm hoping yeah. the line that you've shared from the article you read will be something that will resonate with them as well. Because honestly, like we, we don't all have to be loud mouths but at least if you can talk and express yourself and have an mm. opinion you know we, we all grow from it sure it's quite interesting well so this the stuff that i picked up from what you were um sharing was you you spoke a lot about authority and seniority and stuff um do you think the, the maybe let me ask it like this what contributed to you having maybe a problem with somebody in in authority or is it like what is it a cultural thing was it something you learned at school or sure i honestly think when i think about it now i obviously didn't know this um when i was growing up or when i was experiencing what i was experiencing um but yes. now just learning more about the subject because i wanted to understand myself and understand what was going on I think okay. the fact that, you know, growing up um, in the time that I grew up in, yeah. I grew up with my grandmother and she was very strict and all of that. Okay. And it was, it was that whole setup of, you know, children can't have an opinion, you know, they can be oh. seen, but not heard. You know, the moment you start asking something or the moment you start having an opinion then you get rebuked you know um okay there was a term that the elders or my grandmother would use that um oh you know which means you you're asking too many <laughs> questions or you just why can't you just be like other children and just say yes and move on why do you have to question things all the time so i think you know yeah. hearing that about no condoni when you ask questions or you know just just be quiet you know and nobody would ask for your opinion either so i think definitely those things contributed to um the fear that i had or the the feeling inferior you know feeling mm. like i don't okay. have a voice um 
and yeah it, it really did contribute that's those are the little things that contributed and you would think it's small things but they actually you see how they affected me up to my adulthood yeah, yeah. um so i think it's it's really crazy that um perhaps times are different now but i would hope parents um allow their children now to be to express themselves to have an opinion to ask for their opinion because it will help them in in the long run it will yeah, really help absolutely. them in the long run yeah sure i was going to ask if maybe you have like um an opinion in terms of how we could break that because it is actually quite restrictive and i think to some extent mm-hmm. it may be seen as oppressive because i am yes i'm a child but i'm an actual human being i am Absolutely. i am a full grown human being i have mm-hmm. i think i reason you know so if you're going to restrict that that means you also don't get an opportunity to learn because i know for example with our daughter she's only 3 but mm-hmm. if she wasn't talkative if she didn't have the personality that she had we wouldn't know that some of the things we do to her are things mm-hmm. she doesn't know right and it 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 sure yeah it's quite it's quite a challenge because it happens a lot especially in our black communities yes. um but i think it's not out of malice as well i think some of it comes from where our grandmothers come from for example oh, they, they were raised yes yes that's they never yes right they never got to ask they never they just left things as they were but how do you develop as a being because you know we grow through questions we go we grow through that's how you learn yes exactly exactly so now how does that i mean i i understand with the transition and you know the change that that came and you know you being a different person now you also spoke about how you are heading up your young adults um group yes. uh, at church do you feel yes. that sometimes you know when they challenge you <laughs> you you want to be like your grandmother and, and oh. talk- about and also just being very conscious um okay. like I'm, I, I could I could describe myself as very self aware so okay. whenever okay. i pick that up or whenever i'm feeling challenged i actually encourage it in my group okay. that you know what ask me questions challenge me and i obviously won't know everything but if i have an answer then i'll give an answer back in scripture if i need to okay um and i i never shut it down i never say no you know the grand my grandmother coming out of me no i <laughs> i definitely not never let that happen and if i don't have an answer you know i would say um i'm yes, going to ask okay. one of the pastors in the church and get back to you but i wouldn't want somebody sitting there firstly with que- unanswered questions um mm. and you know how they're going to grow spiritually you know just like yes. you, you were saying now it affects the development of the child when they their voices silence but it's also like Absolutely. now with with the young adults members 
um, how are they going to grow spiritually if um, their voice is silenced? You know, yeah, and they don't yeah. have an opinion, and they don't have they don't have questions. So I'm very conscious of that. Um, okay. And to the point we were making earlier, in terms of you know how it would make things like how ch- how things could change now. Um, you know, you get children with very big personalities, and I think back in the day when I grew up or when our grandmothers grew up, that would be reprimanded, like, "Hey, you know, a kid must yeah. be quiet, or a kid must do this, or can't do this." I think now it's so important to encourage that, to encourage, um, while our children, as um, you know, mothers of this age, should really just encourage their children to be as expressive. As possible, but obviously yeah. not to say not correct them when they are wrong. There is a time for that. It's discipline is important, but just let them be themselves. You know, yeah. and yeah. I would always just look at children now who have those big personalities, and I would always hope that you know I hope they stay like that. You know, I would yeah. really hope you know they just carry that into their adulthood and um, not believe any lie that they get told either by their parents. Or whoever they come across, but just be the best versions of themselves all the time, y'all. Yeah, absolutely, sure. Because it, man, it is frustrating if you, I mean, you you can't. If, for example, you have a loud voice, there's nothing you can. You you were born with it. Exactly. You know, you so if someone is gonna tell you, hey, you you you're speaking loudly, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as if you can you can control it, I can imagine how frustrating it must be. And also, if like you are very expressive, you like to share your opinion, and somebody tells you to just tone it down because it's too mm-hmm. loud or whatever, that mm-hmm. implicates a lot of other things negatively. You know, absolutely. Because now you you don't know how far you must go. You don't yeah. know when you must say something, and, and then you also start thinking there's something wrong with you and actually yes. not you know that's yes. how you're sure so we should let our children be we should actually just encourage them in what they are except exactly. for things that are wrong obviously know? yes 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 hmm. all right so your role as a young adult leader what does that um what does that entail and how are you finding the role and the members that you're having to lead mm-hmm. And the sure. challenges also that you that you that you encounter with 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 um with that function. Yeah, sure. I think oh, first and foremost, I have deep deep love for them. Absolutely love. <laughs> and that's that's what keeps. Um, you know, yeah. Even if I'm tired, or even if this, or even if that. Um, I always just think of how much I love them, and I think mm. the biggest thing um, for me and my motto for for leading young adults is um, there's a scripture that talks about how you know how when Jesus was asking Peter if he loves him, yeah, and 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 Peter responded and said, Lord, yes, you know I love you, and then Jesus would be like, then feed my sheep. And you would ask him again, Peter, do you love me? Then, you know, take care of my sheep and all of that. Yes. And I always think that me leading young adults is an expression of my love for God, you know, because just like Jesus was asking Peter, if he does love him, then he should feed and look after his sheep. So I'm telling God, I love you, Lord, and I'm going to feed and I'm going to look after your sheep. <laughs> sure. Um, wow. So that's 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 my motto, that's my why, you know. Um mm-hmm. and it's beautiful 
just creating um i think the biggest thing about young adults is just creating a a community you know um okay. a place for people to belong you know um a place for people to be a part of something because i think hmm. that's the biggest challenge in our generation right now we all Absolutely. longing for connection we all longing to be a part of something and then we tend we tend to go look for that connection in the wrong places so yeah. i think young adults then is just that safe space to have the community to have the connection of people um that share the same faith or that if not necessarily even if they don't share the same faith but are like minded and you know you can learn from each other but ultimately yes. we're all pointing each other to Jesus you know even yeah. though we're going to have multiple discussions about what we're experiencing as a generation or what we're experiencing in our different spheres of life but ultimately it's like okay yes we've spoken about all of this but what does the bible say you know so mm-hmm. that's that's okay. what we make sure that we leave ourselves with all the time god's perspective okay. on things um and i would say the biggest challenge is um for me personally ensuring that i always create a safe space for people to open up okay. you know because i think probably a lot of people would experience a lot of um anxiety and a lot of depression and all of that but it's yeah. almost like how do i ensure that you know a person firstly can approach me with those kinds of things and be able to speak to me or how do i create a space um when we we do have a meeting for people to just open up you know yeah. and how i actually overcome that is firstly by being vulnerable myself so i'm very open if i am experiencing something or if i am um experiencing a challenge um in a certain area i would be very yeah. open to to my members about it and be like okay this is what's going on this is what i'm experiencing but i don't leave it there you know because i feel like if you only just share your challenges then you know yes the vulnerability <laughs> helps but it's like okay so what you know what do you do with your problems are signed up <laughs> after we've cried it out <laughs> yeah you know then right and i, I get this from okay. um our apostle okay. apostle dio he always talks about yes you can share your challenges but the most important thing you have to speak the word of god you have to shed the truth um Hmm. about that situation so it's almost okay. like you you don't share um the problem only but you also share that okay this is what god said to me about it so even okay. you if you are experiencing this if you are experiencing anxiety um this is what god says about it and this helped me as well i'm sure it will help you so i think yeah. then that's that's how i would overcome the challenge of you know creating a safe space it's being vulnerable okay. myself and also wow. just share how god took me out of it you know yeah. and i i would be so excited my my night would be made when i can see somebody just opening up and being vulnerable and also oh, seeing wow. them grow from that i think that's yeah. the beauty of it that's the beauty of it and i always talk about how you know growth is important the numbers are the bomb.com yes you know we need more people in the body of christ we need more of our generation back in the house of the lord but i get i get a um, I get such a kick out of just seeing growth in the sense of just spiritual growth in an individual. You okay. know, looking back yeah. and seeing, yo, 
for Ayanda when she first started she was you know she wouldn't even put up her hand to pray or she wouldn't even offer to do an icebreaker or like you wouldn't get anything out of Ayanda but manje or Ayanda is sharing scripture left right and center Ayanda is encouraging yeah. others and you know so i just love seeing people's journeys how they how god really walks with them from point yeah. a to point b and where they would be at you know as time goes on so i love just seeing growth um in hmm. in all of my members so yeah i i hope sure. that answers your question <laughs> no it does it does and you gave me more information as well it's it does and quite enlightening i learned um that you know from the scripture that you referred to where Jesus was having the conversation with Peter at the end of the day it's all about servanthood you know Absolutely. um you it you do it do it as unto the lord like as that scripture says like whatever that we do do it as unto the lord because i think sometimes we become so tired especially people that are in ministry you become so tired of of doing work um yes. because you think you're doing it for your apostle you think you're doing mm. it for your and especially god has given you um um care over his flock i think for me that's like the most important thing and all you need to do is to feed them all Absolutely. you need to do is nurture them and take care of them and if if any one of us like all the hundreds of us are there and one of us is lost i think mm. i like talking about the growth that it yes it is important that the numbers grow but also yeah. what's important the growth of that individual absolutely. you know so absolutely it a lot of love it requires a lot of mm. patience a lot of patience uh, yes sure Yeah. Sure. yeah. And I like it's what not- you say Ayanda um about you know doing something as unto the Lord. And I always say it starts with intimacy. It starts with you loving God. It starts with yeah. you just being in the secret place and you know serving shouldn't be work. You know, it should Absolutely. just come from that place of intimacy and it should be a form of worship now when you do it. It shouldn't feel yeah. like a chore. So I yeah. absolutely love that. Do it as unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. And it's it's change of perspective as well. Because I remember also when I started with with um heading up our youth, you mm. know, it I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it in certain parts, you know, because I got satisfaction, because it's something that I like. But it wasn't until I changed the perspective and I started to apply the concept of what I'm doing. I should be doing it as unto the Lord. It should be an expression of my love, an yeah. expression of my, my my worship, an expression okay. of my gratitude as well. Because Absolutely. not all people are gifted with you know the gift of of taking care of God's flock. This is God's. Yeah. It's not yours. It's you know. So yeah. ever since then, it it actually has helped me to to become to become better. I also wanted us to talk about. you mentioned that you know when you're um in for example a challenge that you are experiencing and you also tell them as 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 you've been taught by apostle Theo you also tell them about um you know what god says um can you just tell us how how that looks like for you you know that part that but god said said this about the situation or you know mm-hmm. where do you get that from does god speak to you in an audible voice is it oh, a the lord yeah. 
Because we need to be specific with these things. Eh? Next thing, I'm not hearing anything. And I think God doesn't talk to me. Can't you know, to but why do you? Exactly, no. I definitely know how that is. And again, you know, I can never express how grateful I am for the church that I go to. And, yeah. you know, how practical they make Christianity, you know? Mm, um, awesome. So for me... God speaks to me in different ways. He speaks to okay. me the ultimate way that he speaks to me and speaks to any anybody um it's through the word. Okay. It's that which is that's, which is the Bible. Absolutely yes, which is the Bible. Okay. That's the long and short of it. God speaks to okay. us through his word. And whenever I'm experiencing a challenge then and I would be spending time in prayer and you know when i open my bible and read just read through scripture there will be a scripture that stands out you know when okay. you're reading something and it just jumps out yes and yes now okay. i would focus on that and just meditate on it and i would see the more i meditate on it or the more i just speak it you know just thinking it through like what could this mean and i would mm. read it in different translations as well i absolutely love doing that really just getting okay. into what does it say in the king james what does it say in, in the passion translation or amplified okay um, and you just immerse yourself in that scripture and god speaks to you like that um and god also speaks to you through people i mean okay. i've i okay. know when sometimes when i would be experiencing a challenge and i feel like yo i just can't deal you know i'm i'm going to call up a friend you know we pray together and the friend will have a, a word of encouragement or would just be having a, a, a random conversation with somebody and you yeah. would find that they're sharing what's in their heart or what god said to them and i would find that it ministers to me you know oh, and wow. it, i would feel like god would know exactly what i would need to hear in that moment and i mm. would definitely feel that he's speaking through that person okay. you know to okay. to encourage me and um just share his perspective on whatever the situation is so i don't want to to even complicate it god speaks to us through the bible through his word and we just need to um meditate on whatever we feel that he's highlighting to us actually have the conversation with him also and be like lord what does this mean you know what's going he, on man exactly you know and he will definitely guide you into his okay. truth yeah i like that i like that very much because uh, like you said we complicate it you know mm. we we tend to want to experience all these things like you know you have to go to the mountain you have to Yo, do this like, and you have to do that me a sign. <laughs> <laughs> you know and it actually isn't even that complicated like god is 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 with us he is mm. right with us his presence is right here with us and sometimes if you i think also it speaks to intent if you are intentional about you know wanting to know what god has to say to you about a particular situation you will mm. find it, you know absolutely we search him with all our hearts we will find absolutely. it absolutely yeah you know? and just the simplicity of talking to him you know yeah. and just be like lord you know talk to him like you would talk to ayanda like we're talking now i have that conversation yeah and pick up your bible then because that's how he will communicate to you but i, yeah. I just i've found even you know with small things you know i would just be like or you just have that question in your heart and then boom next thing you know 
you're gonna see a scripture that addresses exactly that and it's like yes you know why do we always think of god as this um hard to reach man in the sky in the clouds or yeah whatever. but like he's saying he's with <laughs> us you can just chat to him like you would chat to a friend he actually appreciates that um yeah, so yeah, yeah that's that's just the beauty and simplicity of it yeah yeah and it's mysterious it's it's actually quite um quite incredible how we just you know relate to god but i think it's important to know then you know the you won't know everything about him but just mm. the character of god so that yes. it becomes easier for you to know what to do and even like with the concept of you know opening scripture and stuff like that sometimes it's not even that it's a new scripture that's just going to pop up when you open the bible sometimes it's something that you've read before exactly you know yeah. but at that time it probably didn't um work as much it didn't minister as much because there was mm-hmm. no situation that needed that particular verse mm-hmm. and then later on so it helps to sort of for me it helps to read the bible it even if i'm reading it and at that time nothing is happening it's just for knowledge but mm-hmm. there'll be a time when i really remember that hey man this person went through something like this and how did they you know what came through like this them, you know so because it's a living word it's yes. it's and it's alive so yeah okay no that's Absolutely. that's quite that's quite exciting yeah no i, I see how, how you love how how you love your your members then i see there's so much of you know um intimacy between yourself and god there's so much yeah, you, you know, getting to know his heart you're getting to know what he loves what he's about mm. and then and becomes um something that you end up pouring out to the people that god has sent you to absolutely absolutely sure. all right all right so moving right along after we've spoken about god and stuff <laughs> what would you say what would you say has been um, your biggest challenge? Something that, and how did you overcome it? Um, something that you're comfortable to share. Uh, it could be anything in Korea, in friendship, in, you know, uh, with with your parents, with your family, and and things like that. In case somebody out there is experiencing a similar, mm-hmm. a similar challenge. Sure. <clears throat> I think one of the biggest thing um, that I, I faced a challenge with and I found it coming up a lot um, in, in my life would be um, rejection. Oh, um, okay. So my, my father left, um, like my, has hadn't always been involved in my life um, when okay. I was growing up. So, yeah. and I would always wonder to myself, you're, you know, he didn't even meet me or know me to be like, okay, I actually don't like you, so bye. It's like, <laughs> you know. Some, some closure. <laughs> he didn't even give me a chance to, to be my awesome self. Um, oh, okay. So I never, I, I struggled to understand that uh, for the longest time. But praise God, there's been a lot of healing. And um, okay. my father is very involved. We have a good relationship. But for wow. the longest time, I really struggled with that. And I found it coming up a lot in my life in the sense of, even if it wasn't there, it would be like, I look for it. 
you know, okay. like, oh, okay. Ayanda did this, yo, it means Ayanda doesn't like me, you know. Ish, <laughs> so ish, it's almost ish. like I, I saw or interpreted everything from that lens of rejection. And mm, I would okay. say it also made it very difficult for me to receive the love of the Father, the love of the Father okay. God. You know, okay. and um, well, I dealt with that through various things, and I think the biggest one that really was um, brought proper breakthrough was going for counseling. And I think it's so important also that I think going for therapy or going for counseling is not frowned upon. Okay. And thank God for my church, they offer um, counseling, um, and you don't have to pay. It's at a volunteer basis, so you can just treat okay, the wow. when you go. So that's how I overcame that by really just being open about how I feel and about what I was experiencing, and um, allowing God then to replace the lies that I was believing, you know, um, with mm. His truth that perhaps oh people don't like me or you know people are going to reject me or whatever the case is um, yeah. and what tends to happen then when you feel like that I think I projected that unto God so I guess it was really hard for me to have a proper relationship with God or connect with God because I would feel like yo my earthly father rejected me then it's almost like I project that to God that you know God probably rejects me as well and doesn't accept yeah. me as his child yeah. Um, so that was a challenge for the longest time, but after going for counseling and, you know, meditating on scriptures about how now I've been adopted in the family of God, you know, so I'm not even my earthly fathers now. I don't even belong to him. I belong to the family of God. So I think just learning to, um, to abide or walk in that truth that, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm adopted you know, into God's family and God is my father. He loves me and he would never reject me um, or treat me in any way that my earthly father may have treated me, you know. Um, yeah. So that that was that was the biggest thing that I think I had to I had to overcome. Um, but like I said, there's been a lot of healing, a lot of restoration. Praise God for that. Um, yeah. And my father is very involved and we have a wonderful relationship. So, sure. Yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing that because, um, I mean, you're not the first person I've heard this from. There's, there's quite a number of people who are experiencing it, especially from a father. Mm. And I mean, you can even see these shows that are playing on, on, on TV where a, a, a child would be longing, even if they are 50 years old, but they are longing for the love of a father, you know? Absolutely. And, some of some of the fathers would literally like abandon their children for the rest of their lives. So thanks to thank thanks to God rather for you know having made you guys still be you know in each other's lives and yes. your fathers still yeah because some some people never have that. Yes, absolutely, they never have that. You know, and the the truth about being adopted into the family of god like i really like it because it fixes you up from a spiritual perspective it Absolutely. helps you to understand like your identity and where you belong and stuff you know but it also also in the same word you you, you get taught to honor your your mom and your dad mm. so if your mom and your dad like for example if we were taught like you know funny things in the word and stuff you wouldn't even want to have anything to do with your father 
father because yeah. hey I'm adopted now you know my heavenly father is he's hooked me up I'm his daughter I'm adopted mm-hmm. you know but, mm-hmm. but I love the word because then it also changes you on the inside and that's why we, we we have to constantly remember that we are spiritual beings first we exist in a body and we have a soul because Absolutely. if if those lessons hadn't come you probably wouldn't even give your dad you know um mm. that time so, exactly exactly again and it was also just a big journey of of forgiveness as well cuz like i was saying yes. you know i never understood at all cuz like hey you know you you what didn't did i do give me a chance to even be born you know and breathe <laughs> and breathe and be like hey you know and yeah so yeah. i think it was a, a journey of forgiveness as well and um i think also one thing that um was highlighted in the journey that i would say like the forgiveness comes in i would say layers you know okay. you want to deal okay. with one part and i think sometimes you're going to experience something else and you realize that yo i need to forgive again you know it's i think you just mm. need to constantly have an open heart in terms of forgiving because i would yeah. find that when i'm experiencing things and it's like yo i can definitely trace it back to what happened to me as a child you know yeah. there's another opportunity to forgive um so just maintaining a heart posture of forgiveness all the time um was also a journey still is continually you know and I like with everybody that. that you encounter so it, it was a whole journey of of forgiveness too um mm. so holding on to the truth that you are adopted in, into God's family but also forgiving cuz like you were saying now i think had i not forgiven or had i not um opened my heart it would have been like fine i belong to god now peace you rejected me yeah. now you rejected you me bye <laughs> nice to know you bye you know <laughs> <laughs> so i just it's it's really true how the word of god um changes you on the inside and yeah and not clinging obviously to the world the world's way of doing things Yeah. Cuz it makes sense in the world not to forgive. It makes sense not to have a relationship with your father if maybe they weren't involved in your life. It makes yeah. sense in the world, but God calls us to unity. God calls us to reconciliation. God calls us to forgiveness. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm just I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful for God and and yeah. what he's done. So so grateful. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And if you have um If somebody's experiencing something similar, what would you encourage them? Yo, especially think... rejection. It's that that part and their parent is nowhere near. Mm. They lies that isn't interested at all in being their dad. In fact, yeah. they they didn't even want you to be born in the first place. Yeah. And the first, yeah. yeah. person is grown. What words of encouragement would you give to that person? Mm. Yeah, I think the biggest lesson that I learned as well throughout my journey was the fact that how people treat you 99.9% of the time or 100% of the time has nothing to do with you. Oh, it's yeah. It's their own issues, it's their own hurt, it's their own sure. wounds that they're dealing yeah. with. 
and then they're projecting that onto you how they're acting and making you feel like there's something wrong with you it's basically their own hurt that has that they have to deal with so i think that's one of the things that liberated me that you know however my father acted really had nothing to do with me you know yeah. he was dealing with whatever he was doing de- not to excuse it you know for not taking responsibility but yeah. it's like it it had nothing to do with me it's not like there was anything wrong with me it's not like i had to perform you know and be a good daughter or do this and do that for him to to love me and have accepted me at that time you yeah. know so i think that's one thing that i would say that um I, I, like if you are going through the same situation right now whoever it is that will be listening just understand that it has nothing to do with you it has no, like there's nothing wrong with you you are yeah. a wonderful person and i think then from that and just from acknowledging that then learn to receive the love of the father god you know and forgive your earthly father because that's the only way you can receive the love of the father god be like okay yeah. what you're doing has nothing to do with me i'm actually pretty awesome and i forgive you and i pray for healing for whatever it is that led you to doing that you know you know yep. how they say hurting people hurt others and sometimes yes, it's not yes. even intentional so it's a matter of just praying for healing um for your earthly father or for your parents if they're not involved in your life yeah and just releasing yeah. them in your heart and then accepting the love of the father and also display this spell the lie that father god would ever treat you like that because i think that's the enemy's tactic that you know if our earthly parents treat us a certain way or if they reject us then we f- would think that father god will reject us as well and we walk around with that lie so we yeah. need to also just um replace that lie with god's truth that god for god so loved the world you know for the god world. so loved you you know personalize that that for god so loved me that he gave up his only begotten son you know to be reconciled with me and you know i always like what um apostle theo says that you know god couldn't be um the pain of not having us um in heaven for eternity you know that yes. he then chose to endure the pain of um jesus dying on the cross that was painful as well but the pain of not having us with him in eternity was even greater and he was like no sure. i need to make a plan to reconcile um uh, my children to myself back to myself so i would always think about that it's like yo what manner of love is this so to just think how loved you are and the enemy comes and tells you that your father god would reject you so i mm. think then i would really encourage people to meditate on love scriptures that talk about how much god loves us and yeah. how how he's adopted us into his family and how he just wants to spend eternity with us and wants to fellowship with us while we're here on earth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think those are just a few things I would mention to um okay. to people that may have experienced rejection or are experiencing rejection or talk to yeah. somebody like I said counseling helped me a lot. Yes. Um, cuz yes. I was holding on to one perspective about the situation but counseling helped me to get a different perspective and also okay. helped me to get God's perspective on the matter you know Okay So yeah that's that's oh. what I was with them Thank you so much for for opening up I can hear that it's coming from like a place of experience you know you're yeah. not just throwing things you actually talking about something that you've had to go through yourself and yeah. and 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 experienced victory in it you know if i could just add as well like i think another thing that makes it difficult is that 
um, makes it difficult for us to think that God loves us in such instances, especially if a father figure has maybe denied you or has rejected you, is because we're wondering why God loves them. Mm. Like it frustrates mm. you. It frustrates you that, you know, because the scripture first says, for God so loved the world. There's nothing, mm. there's no it doesn't say if you if you love your children and you don't abandon them if you yes. want it just <laughs> completely like it's very blank you know for god so yeah. love the world full stop before mm. we carry on to to the parts about um jesus and eternity so god loves all of us and i think when when you start to see god in that light it becomes easier because Absolutely. in the moment when your father exactly when your father is rejecting you or abandoning you etc you you hate god because mm. you, why why do you love somebody that has done this to me and exactly. that's because mm. you are you are making yourself a victim but if you can if you can try to fight against that lie mm. and actually just say look lord you love my father just as he is and mm. i think perspective as well that counseling has provided you with because we don't really know why your dad did what he did and also Mm -hmm. like it it had nothing to do with you but lack of knowledge is really what's going to make me perish so god Mm. loves all of us and if god didn't love all of us think of a simple concept like rain Mm. and let's say we all have like uh things that we've planted Rain will rain whether I recognize God in my life or I don't recognize God in my life, <laughs> exactly. you know. So yeah. it's things that we need to just, you know, accept. Accept that God will love somebody that has done something wrong to you. Just mm. just accept it. Because we don't know what's happening in their mind. We don't know where they yes. come from. But yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think we've we've we we we're done with all the serious parts. Now we are approaching the ending of our conversation. I would like you to just, you know, share with us three fun facts about yourself. But maybe the first one might be your most favorite song. Like I am interested to find out what your your oh favorite song is. That is a difficult question, Ayanda. Oh my word. Do you have a lot of favorite songs? I do. A lot of, I have a lot of favorite songs. I literally have a lot of favorite songs. Um, I think I think I want to cheat on this game right now. What I'm going to do, I'm just, I'm just going to share my favorite song at the moment. Okay, um, that's fine. And and it's so in line also with what we we were talking about, you know, the song Jara. Oh, um, by Maverick City and Maverick, um, yes. Elevation Worship. Oh, that's that you are enough. Exactly, you already loved. You already uh, so yeah. I I. I, I will I will I will say that is my favorite song at the moment. Okay. And anything anything by Dante Bao as well from Maverick okay. is okay. is a favorite. Okay. Um so okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I got no, I love that song. It's absolutely beautiful. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. I love it. All right. And then the other two fun facts then. Ooh. Um I have one dimple. Oh, I didn't notice that. (laughs) I didn't notice that it's one. (laughs) I only have one. And the beauty of that is that I have a baby sister, right? And she also has one dimple. 
on the other side. I oh. also have mine on the left. <laughs> she has hers on the right, and obviously we we wow. complete each other. That's that's yeah. how I interpret it. Um, so yes. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to think. Wow, what's another fun fact about me? Um, ooh, I love reading. Okay. Okay. I love reading. Yes, and I it has shaped. Oh yes, let me explain this one. I never went to a Model C school, right? Because a lot of people would be like, "I sound like that English, that accent." No, shut girl. I don't be like thing that most people like to lie. But hey, hey. <laughs> Listen, girl, I went to Etembisa. I went to Emma's Pagaze High School and Enyuene Primary School. And you know how it is also sometimes in black schools, you even get um, taught, isn't though, that you're supposed to be learning in English, in Venek, even. You yes. know, you learn geography or you learn biology. It gets <laughs> yeah. explained in vernacular, you know. But because i loved reading or because i still love reading that's that's what shaped my vocabulary that's what shaped me as a person you know just reading 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 and i would always joke or say that god speaks to me through books because i would be like i don't know what's happening here and i find this book and i'm like oh wow you know this, (laughs) this is exactly what i was looking for so yes definitely reading um has this is i speak like this because of reading Not how school i didn't pay because... thousands of rands or what. <laughs> <laughs> how because reading and usually like if you're reading in front of like around people let's say you're reading through your phone you internally you 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 are reading it internally you're not mm. you're not reading it vocally so how how did it happen one that you speak so well and I'm not saying that people that go, please, please. I'm not saying that oh, people that yes, don't get have gone to, yeah, yeah, but, yes, but this, you can tell, wrong. yes, you can tell the difference between somebody that went to a certain school. Because also, I think if you went to a certain school, like I remember, like with the school I went to, there was a certain teacher that read a certain way, and she was Mrs. Whoever, and she she's white, and I love the way she read. So I would mm-hmm. sort of think. If I read like that, then I have failed it, you know. But yes. like in a in a in a in a public school, we we get taught these uh, subjects in our vernacular yes. language. Yes. So how how did you? Yeah, man. I how? think like you said, yeah, people shouldn't get us wrong um, at all. But also at the same time, there is a difference, you know, when a person. Yeah. Goes uh, a model C school or a private school yeah. in a public school it looks yeah. sheen you know there definitely is a huge difference um, so yeah. I think for me I honestly I felt pressure and it was good pressure I guess I really appreciate that I got that kind of pressure because um, I lived uh, in the Eastern Cape for two years and then moved up to Johannesburg to do my grade four and yeah. I was surrounded by people who went to private model C schools okay. and they would okay. be speaking English and I'm like yo what are these people saying you know <laughs> okay. I don't understand and I really like again I, I, I was very intentional I took it upon myself 
that I want to learn and I would be so excited to show off a new word that I would I would have learned and ah, okay. out of context you know so I I collected <laughs> words I would write them down I had a dictionary and obviously what shapes the vocabulary is also reading out loud Mm, okay. Um, then you okay. learn how to pronounce the words and all of that. But I think also just read, even if you're reading silently, um, you you come across new words, and yeah, you know, they they all shape and form part of your vocab as you continue along. So yes, that's that that was the practicality of it. Um, learning new yeah. words and their meanings, reading out loud, and and yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we also can adopt that by just Absolutely. reading, you know, yes, and read to improve your vocab, reading to yeah, sure, definitely. I know. <laughs> It's been it's been fun. I can't believe what you just told me though. Like <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people get so surprised. And I'm like, yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mara, Mara. <laughs> no man. Any any final thoughts though from you? We've reached the end of our episode. Any final thoughts? Anything that you would like to just share with us? for the for 30 seconds as you as we're closing yeah sure i think firstly and foremost i would just like to tell you ayanda how much you inspire me um i i i look up to you i like how you are intentional about being the best version of yourself and you know just spreading the positivity and um sharing the love of god and sharing what god is doing in your life and i just i admire that about you and i think you're very beautiful inside Ooh. and out you know <laughs> i i always call you my soul sister you know <laughs> from the way you and i just connected and how we just continue along to connect um so i really yeah. love you and i really appreciate you and i'm so grateful as well that you had me today thank you so much it's such an honor it's it's a huge honor you have no idea um so i'm very grateful for that thank you so so much um and final final thoughts to everybody that's listening i think intentionality i cannot explain i think that's the word i've used the most as i've been speaking um throughout this podcast i think just be intentional um about doing things that will make you a better person um, you know, yeah. if you want to grow spiritually, be intentional about reading the word and having um, quiet time with God on a daily basis. You know, yeah. if if you want to have a, uh, you want to be fit, be intentional about going to gym. You know, be intentional yeah. about doing the hard things that will make you a better person. If you're experiencing internal turmoil, you're hurting. Be intentional about your healing as well. You know, it won't happen automatically. Um, yeah. So take action. Let go of things that um, are weighing you down or not contributing to the person that God has created you to be. And just yeah. be intentional about um, doing the things that are moving you forward and moving you closer and closer to to the person that God created you to be. And you can never say you've arrived. But you yeah, get better every day. <laughs> no, that's absolutely true. Yo, yeah, no, Asana, thank you. You caught me off guard there with that first. Um... <laughs> oh, but it's true though. I, I cannot explain how proud I am of you and how much I appreciate you, babes. 
yeah no you really you you threw me off guard so i had to just you know, <laughs> fix my eyes there you needed a moment <laughs> you really brought tears to my eyes so yeah no thank you thank you so so much i appreciate it and i think i can never say enough to you how grateful i am that you know our paths are crossed and we actually started to have that conversation and everything just flowed so smoothly i think more than anything for me what i'm always grateful for is how you just love me for me you know even when i say silly things and stuff like you just accept it you just love <laughs> and, you know <laughs> and you know we are able to have like a solid conversation as well and we're also able to make each other laugh so thank you so much i think that's why you know when you were laid in my heart as one of the guests i was so excited and i, and I was hoping that you would also say yes so this mm. is actually for me fulfilling a dream so i am truly truly grateful thank you thank you thank you let us be intentional let us be intentional so yeah ladies and gentlemen that is all for this week's episode i would also like to invite you to this conversation you can share with us your comments and your questions um you can also reach us through our email at pilasandepodcast um at outlook.com but thank you so so much for tuning in thank you so much for your continued support in growing the pilasana podcast community i love you guys and let's let the light shine in and around us and let's also be intentional yeah (laughs) sana thank you thank you thank you we will catch up on the flip side thank you ayanda bye everyone cheers bye